I Tell Stories is brought to you by Somewhere, Cannabis Dispensary, Portland, Oregon, Illock Supply, and people like you. It was all I could think about. Bottles of rum, we drinking now. Get off my stool, I'm thinking how. My brethren next to me sinking scowls. Pass that shit with a winking smile. Marijuana, you stinking pal. Muskets and sabers could drink the now. Background piano with a blinking style. Friends with Benjamin, but we some veterans. And if you got a scheme, we consider it. After them pieces, after them dividends. Trying to rise from the seasons we living in. The sea was angry that day, my friends. Like an old man trying to send back soup in a deli. Go back to the abyss. I got about 50 feet out and suddenly, the great beast appeared before me. I tell you, he was 10 stories high, if he was a foot. As if sensing my presence, he let out a great bellow. I said, easy, big fella. And then as I watched him struggling, I realized that something was obstructing its breathing. From where I was standing, I could see directly into the eyes of the great fish. Mammal. Whatever, dude. Well, what I do next? Well, then, from out of nowhere, a huge tidal wave lifted me, tossed me like a cork, and I found myself right on top of him, face to face with the blowhole. Oh, no. I could barely see from the wave crashing down upon me, but I knew something was there, so I reached down, my hand in, felt around, and pulled out the obstruction. Golf ball. Is that a titleist? <laughs> a hole in Great one? Great scene. Yeah. Pretty good. Time saw the episode of the marine biologist. Hey, yo, for sure. Yeah, man. So, why? I mean, it's a whale of a tail. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if um, perhaps that may have slightly been influenced by um, occurrences in near Florence, Oregon in the early 1970s. Oh, my. I don't know. You know, that's a good question. That's crazy. All right. Uh, November 9th, 1970, a wayward 45-foot sperm whale weighing in at 8 tons washed ashore near Florence in southern Oregon. Oh, my. Besides the odors being less than delightful and fear that the whale might burst open, <laughs> local officials worried that beachgoers might climb on the giant mammal corpse and fall into it. Why? They didn't have much space. <laughs> Who's doing this? Anyway, <laughs> George? Fuck. All right, go on. I'm sorry. No, no, I just, I thought that was fun. Like, that was a concern. It's like, like, someone might... Well, they might. ...fall into the whale. Yeah. Course. I mean, this thing's massive. Be... Think about how big that fucking thing is. I mean... Yeah, I mean, it's 45 ki- feet. Yeah, and it's kind of like this. You know, we see, like, sea lions and stuff on TV. And since, like, you know, portions of the country are pretty landlocked, maybe don't have zoos and such like that, uh, when you actually see one in person, the sea lions are massive. So just an, a whale's on a whole different level, you know what I mean? Like, it's not just long. That thing's fucking huge. So, anyway. Sorry about that. I guess that. the Oregon State Highway Division, which is presently the Oregon Department of Transportation, held the uh, delightful responsibility of figuring out what to do about the 16,000 pounds of rotting whale flesh. Oh, my God. Assistant District Highway Engineer George Thornton consulted with munitions experts from the U.S. Navy and concluded they should (laughs) use dynamite to dislodge the whale as it's done with boulders. Yeah, all right. That seems like something left to the experts. 
Right. Um, oh, this, the and military. And then on November 12th, 1970, with a crowd gathered about a quarter mile from the blubbery carcass, Thornton signaled for state highway division workers to set off the half ton of dynamite intended to remove the beast. Uh, so The engineers expected the explosion to result in small pieces of the whale that would be taken care of by seagulls and crabs. Right. Any scavengers. I'm going to... Um jump in here my friend because that that actually does sound like a reasonable idea to an extent you know you're trying to do it some natural way which go Oregon in the 70s right um anyway so we watched something on this recently so I'm gonna like read something and uh, well not read it but explain uh, the Oregon Historical Society recently had the original 16 millimeter footage that Doug Brazil filmed that day with Paul Inman converted to 4K resolution right so this original like tape is like pretty legit and we watched it you know well did you watch it Owen? Yes, yes, I definitely did. Oh, I was hoping so. But they seemed, I'm only bringing this up because they seem to have propped all that. These boxes of dynamite on this video look like they could have been in a cartoon, do they not? Like, they're like. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing just seemed. (laughs) Like, like, what are we doing here, people? They're like crates of dynamite and say TNT, like, you know, like Yosemite Sam or the Roadrunner was doing something or whatnot. One of them things or the coyote. I mean, I'm sorry. But anyway, one thing that I noticed is they did actually seem to load up one side of the whale, you know, and then, you know, so, I mean, uh, a thought when I seen that and knowing already, you know, hindsight's 2020 granted, but like. It would have probably been a cool idea to, like, um, build, like, a, a a sand barrier on the other side. So that way, when it blew up, that maybe it would have, like, kind of propelled it. You know, like, had, like, shot it the other way. I think that may, maybe, I don't know. Anybody out there got any better ideas how to blow up a whale? Please hit us up at I Tell Stories because I'm very interested in if we could come up with a good plan. They still do this around the world, by the way. So, anyway. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I did read uh, Larry Bacon reported on the event in the Register <laughs> Guard and, quote, the beach erupted in a 100-foot-high column of sand and whale. Chunks of the animal flew in every direction, and spectators began to scream and run for cover when they glimpsed large pieces soaring directly overhead. <laughs> I know. And miraculously, no one was hurt other than a sedan that was crushed by a giant. That was in the video. <laughs> yes. Like, um, yeah, that would have killed somebody. Luckily, no one was occupying the vehicle at the time, but... Right. Hey, check this out. I actually have something on that sedan. A whale of a deal. Man recalls how family's new car was crushed by blubber in 1970. Uh... <laughs> Kelly Umenhofer tagged along on a business trip with his dad 45 years ago in the family's brand new car from Dunham Oldsmobile. The man, then 14, was meeting November his father November 12, 1970, and they were going to go watch the whale blow up, right? So that's the thing. So he says, quote, So I'm all excited, and I went over to my dad. They're going to blow it up. 20 cases of dynamite. My father proceeded to say, I think you misheard them. I think he said 20 sticks. Umenhofer recalled Thursday, and I said, no, he said 20 cases. The rest is history. After they blew it up, everyone is watching in awe, and then 30 seconds later, blam, 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 which in the video, you can actually hear this blubber plopping, guys. It's pretty weird. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Then everyone's going, there's huge chunks of whale blubber getting thrown on us. That's what they yelled? I'd be like, holy fuck, what is going on? What the fuck? I don't even know. Ugh. 
Anyway, so an overwhelming chaos ensued. <laughs> so then there's people running everywhere, he says, and uh, as it started to come down, it went boom. Uh, it almost bent the car in a V shape. This piece was so big. So uh, my dad had uh, bought it from Old Dunham's Cadillac, and their slogan at the time was, come on in and we'll give you a whale of a deal. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah. And they, then how about dude's quote that Paul Lindman, the blast blasted blubber beyond all believable bounds. Oh my God. Peter Piper picked up pepper. You know, like <laughs> that is epic. When you hear this, you guys need to like, I'm telling you, look this video up. When I shared that with you from the site that did the remaster, it, it amazed me. It said it only had like 4.3 uh, thousand or 4.4 thousand views. What the hell is Maybe I smoked wow. weed. Yeah, I figured it had like no. 20 million. No, <laughs> no, you didn't know. And then did you see about the 20 years later, no. basically, um, nearly 20 years later, it resurfaced. May 20th, 1990, humor columnist Dave Barry wrote Moby Yuck. Oh, yeah. oh my and, God. And a bridged version of the column was posted on an electronic bulletin board. And yeah, you know, this is 1990. This is, that was a brand new thing i believe i, th- I would think um, so. but it spread like wildfire <laughs> wildfire or whale parts in florence yes um yeah many readers were under the impression it just happened and uh director or wait i don't know if he's a director but anyway ed shopes of the oregon department of transportation and public information officer he was bombarded with angry phone calls yeah. thinking that they'd just blown up this whale. You get to tell me, like, no, this is, like, almost 20 years ago. Yeah. I didn't have anything to do with this. Yeah. No, they talked about that on the news here, which I actually watch uh, Coin6, not the KATU, which filmed this. I'm sorry, guys. But they were talking about that and how, like, uh, people were pretty pissed off. And um, one of the anchors is like, why? It was like dead. They're trying to get rid of it. And they're like, well, people find ways to get mad about stuff. You know, like it's very true. Even back then, people. But yeah, they, they really harassed the hell out of this ODOT fellow. That's what they call the, the Department of Transportation that runs everything. Oh, that's so clever. Yeah, ODOT. Yes, I know. Right. Okay, anyway, go ahead. Yeah, I guess he told uh, National Public Radio in 2013 that it was the first story to go viral on the internet. Oh my gosh. Huh, cool. And then this happened again south of Florence in 1979, and luckily history did not repeat itself. Uh, the Eugene Register Guard re- reported the possibility of blasting the carcasses to bits with dynamite was quickly passed over. <laughs> uh, instead, the, the practice has been to just bury the, the whale corpses, which that remains a yeah, Oregon's policy to this day. Yeah, I mean, it must work. I don't know. I don't hear... Yeah, I don't know about those romantic walks on the beach. <laughs> They're basically on, like, a blubbery carcass graveyard, but... Yeah. I don't know. Anywho. Yeah. Anywho. Yeah, no, so, like, I've seen dead seals, and I, I haven't been to the ocean that much, my people. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I have and I haven't, I guess, depending on how you want to look at it. But, uh, 50% of the time, you're probably going to see something. I've seen a few dead seals. On just washed up, you know, they, they, they're not like bitten into or nothing or damaged. They probably just got sick or whatever may happen, you know, shit happens. But, um, yeah, see, I was born in Newport Beach, California. I spent quite a bit of time at the ocean, and 
never saw anything like that. But the city council probably just wouldn't allow it. You know, something yeah. washed up. They're like, get it out of here. It's going to ruin the property values. Yeah, so. that sounds about right. Yeah. Hey, did you notice, like, the, sorry, the people's names in this story are all kind of funny, like Doug Brazil, you know? No offense. But, like, or that the Barry character who wrote the article. I don't know. There's a few last names I read that I was kind of like, geez, what a... This whole thing's like a cartoon, sort of. Um, yeah, I would not have wanted to attend. And they said everybody there was, like, coded in a little bit of blubber. And uh, just, yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> that would probably uh, steer me away from seafood, I would think, if I had an experience like that. But yeah. thankfully I have not, so. Yeah. Well, you could save some, make a candle. I don't know. Um, yeah. Whatever it may be. Uh, what, uh, where'd you want to... Blubber with your breakfast. Yeah. Ooh, hey, there you are. You mentioned that in an episode at one point, and I can't remember which one. But that's not a thing? I don't know. (laughs) Is it a thing, do you think? Maybe in Alaska? Um, hey, so what else do you got kind of going? I want to know what direction you're heading in, because I've seen a few things here. Um, that was basically just bringing to light this wonderful Oregon event. Right. Over 50 years ago now. No, I know. It's amazing. And that's that's also, there's the video on YouTube. You know, if you look this up, just look up uh, Florence Whale Remastered, I guess. And uh, But it comes up, and it's it's pretty interesting that it's a thing, guys. Uh, as long as you're not going to get all weird about it. It's not like super graphic or anything, I wouldn't say. I mean, they aired it on the news, I guess. Uh, but Florence really embraces this, do they not? Yeah, it seemed like they weren't trying to, you know, it wasn't, nobody got killed, so. Right, and it's like a whole thing, like they have a fucking, uh, the Florence Exploding Whale Park there. Did you? Did you... <laughs> Dude, we're going, how far is Florence from where you are? I don't know, let's look live, uh, or not live, because this is a podcast, but we'll feel like it's live. <laughs> so Florence, Oregon, what, hey, place your bets, how far do you think it is from my house in, uh, the BG. Um, three hour drive. Whoa, three hours and 26 minutes. Okay. Yeah, so that's a thing. Um, we should, yeah, we'll. Maybe there's a train that goes there. That would That'd be, be cool. cool. Yeah. Dang, look yeah, at that. Yeah, I know. I did, I mentioned it to a couple people and. Uh, only uh, our good friend Dave, friend of the show, yeah. he, he'd heard about the, and I think he said he'd even seen the video. So yeah. Hopefully he'd... Uh, it's pretty epic. Like listening friend. to our take on it. Right. I hope everybody does. That's kind well, of... Well, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Not just Dave. You know, we want you all Not to... <laughs> <laughs> we want you all to, like, follow and like the show and visit pitlocksupply.com and pick you up an I Tell Story shirt. It makes you look smarter, I heard. Um, (laughs) sorry. So check this out. So just, you know, if you want to visit, uh, Oregon, uh, coast.com or visit the Oregon coast.com, excuse me, I misspoke. Uh, there is such a thing as exploding whale Memorial park because of this event. It's a real thing. This riverfront park provides access to the Sislua River. I don't know how to say that. I apologize. In historic Old Town Florence, named by residents to memorialize the notorious exploding whale incident that took place on the Oregon coast in the 70s. Yeah. The park offers views of the river and bridge and the sand dunes on the south side of the river, which I'm assuming is where the whale exploded. 
Um, and they do. They have like a, a little cute picture of a whale. Not exploding though, but it says Exploding Whale Memorial Park. And then also, you know, if you're ever kind of wondering if, uh, you know, there was any sort of an event based around this, you would be, uh, you'd be in luck, Owen. I need more. Um, All right. Yeah, last year in uh, 2023, they uh, held, they every year for the, on the anniversary date, November 12th, they have a, uh, or whatever it may be, but this is when they had it. Um, they hold a, a, a celebration for the occurrence, they call it. So on their page, they say, it's that time of year again when the community of Florence and cult exploding whale lovers across the globe memorialize the famous whale occurrence. And they have a whole thing, like where you can go down exploding whale, uh, a piece of history, I guess, a chunk of history, they call it. Don't miss a visit to the exploding whale exhibit at the uh, Sisla Pioneer Museum across the street from Homegrown at 278 Maple Street. Yeah, go check that out, guys. Apparently, they have a thing there, you know. And, uh, yeah, there's a whole whale trail and all sorts of stuff. I feel like that... Probably a good family vacation. Yeah, I wonder, like... I mean, the... Yeah, I don't know. So there's a there's a festival around this, apparently. And that's <laughs> just as interesting as the occurrences, they call it, I would think. You know, there's so many things you can do with whales. I just know that a lot of them are, you know, kind of illegal now and stuff, right? I mean, you can't, like, kill them, obviously. That's not a good thing, and I, I agree with that. Um, it would seem hard to kill a whale. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, I'd imagine so. I, I don't plan on attempting it, and I wouldn't want to. No, let the whales be. Yeah, I love orcas. Orcas are my, my favorite animals. Some call them my spirit animal. I'm not, I don't know. That's a thing. Um, I'm just joking. I don't know. Nonetheless, one thing, you know, you can make candles with whale blubber. Uh, I'm sure the Inuits have all sorts of neat things that you can actually do with it. I mean, there are meals they make out of it, I assume. Owen, do you know of any? Or I'm just, this is off top. I am fresh out of whale recipes. Okay. You know, that's probably good. That's thing. one thing I have not tried. Well, <laughs> not one, but that is something I've never tried. Okay. Another thing that you can do with, uh, with whale is uh well they used to all the time is scrimshaw art. Um, have you ever heard of that? Yeah, actually, uh, just last week a gentleman came into the shop and was looking for a pipe and he, you know, just kind of said like, "Oh, everything's glass now, huh?" And I said, "For the most part, you know, it's harder and harder to find wood and metal." And right, he brought up that he used to do antlers. And he would scrimshaw different, hmm. you know, mostly like wildlife on oh, wow. pipes that he made out of. And so he's telling me this and I, you know, he said like, I, you know, I don't want to brag, but I, I did really nice work. I put a lot of time into it and I just, you know, give them away. And it made me think years ago, the shop was on in a different part of town. I mean, this is literally like 12, 13 years ago. Whoa. There was a gentleman in and he asked if I could look at some pipes he made just to get my opinion. I was like, absolutely. And he brought in these scrimshod antler pipes. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they're beautiful. I mean, there's color on them, too. Oh and everything. And it was just... Uh, and, I mean, these had to... I've seen stuff like that sells for a few hundred dollars, anyway, just for all the time and the, the artwork that's into it. And when I told him, you know, that I was really impressed with the work, he just said it was around the holidays. He's like, here, Merry Christmas. And gave me one with a rainbow trout on it, just beautiful. 
I still have it. And I told him about this, and he said, wait, but this, this wasn't here. And I said, no, no, we were up on Grand. And he was like, that was me. And oh so, yeah, God. this gentleman had, had, you know, 12, 13 years ago given me one of his. Hadn't seen him since. That um, is crazy. And so he was just going to buy. He said he he drops them, and his wife didn't really like him spending money on it. So he's going to buy a little, like, $6 import, you know. And I just said, like, no, sir, let me buy you. There's an artist, Gabe Lewis, uh, unassimilated glass, just awesome, like, beautiful Montana man. He puts a little ring of Montana copper in every pipe. Okay. And so I said, to, you know, it's like a $60 pipe. He has some that get really elaborate and they're well worth. And this gentleman just said, oh, you know, I can't, I can't afford that. It's $60. I said, no, no, let me buy it for you. You know, it's a late holiday present for what you gave me. Dang. However many years ago. So it was a really cool interaction. I was yeah. stoked. And it made me, yeah, I still had it. You'd seen it at the shanty. Yeah. It's a, I've they, never <laughs> smoked out of it. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. That's So sorry, when you asked about Scrimshaw, I kind of went on a tangent. Yeah. But so, it's okay. pretty cool. Okay, what? Is, okay, guys, so what is Scrimshaw? Because like, I was trying to set up like, so that's great, dude. See, I tell stories, man. You know, that's the show. So, you know, sometimes we just tell stories. Always always some good stories from Mr. Um, the Mick McMichael over there, Owen. Um, for real. No, that's legit. I love that. So what is Scrimshaw? Scrimshaw is a type of art that was popular among the sailors of the 1800s. Sailors created Scrimshaw by engraving or engraving beautiful designs into bone or ivory. The most common material used were the bones or teeth from sperm whales, which is the one that was blown up. Um, and so I was just kind of wondering, you know, which is really cool. And these are neat. You should look it up one of these times, guys. It was the way they killed time on their voyages. And it's like, you know, you can buy scrimshaw from the time, but you cannot do it these days from what I understand. Because, you know, it's super illegal. So, but anyway, like, I wonder if any, but, but what if like when something like that happens, why couldn't you do some scrimshaw? I don't know. Good, good question that nobody probably will answer for me. What do you think, Owen? I don't see how it'd be like using whale stuff or whatever, but I can't see how just etching something onto. Well, that's why it's illegal. But I think the term usually is people probably don't think of people doing it on antlers and other things like that. But it is a thing, and uh, but it started with whalers, you know, killing time and such. Gotcha. Well, yeah. It's- I mean, I've seen them online. I looked it up after. I'd never even heard the term until, and it, did. it hadn't come back up until <laughs> you mentioned it the other day. So it's not, I don't think it's like commonly known. No, it's a, an art form. Yeah, commonly yeah, known. It. Right, right. It's from the 1800s. Yeah, scrimshaw. It's a hell of a word. You know, I don't know. Sounds like a board game. It does. You want to go play some scrimshaw? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Well, there you go. Go. Goulash. A goulash? Well, that's a scrimshaw with the goulash. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a stoner. Yeah, it's okay. No, it, um, hmm. So whales are pretty cool, though. Um, I don't advise anybody to blow them up. Even if apparently they called the Navy for advice. You know, that was <laughs> kind of funny. I wonder where the, the mix-up happened with the amount, you know, or whatever. Nonetheless, here we are in uh, the year 2024 talking about this thing that happened in 1970 uh, November right so um, 
I don't have anything else on this shit, man. I, I love this, though. This is hilarious. I really want people to go look at this video. It's amazing, and the clarity is great. It's got, like, a cool, warm feel to it. From what I understand, they actually, like, almost lost the footage to this video. They left it at a hotel in a rental car. <laughs> in Eugene, yeah. There's, like, a story. I have it written down, but I feel like just telling you about it's better almost. So, like, basically, they, uh, you know, after the event, they, uh... They put the, it went back to their hotel and they were going to drive back to Portland and then they'd have the video, you know, because that's how that shit worked in the 70s. We didn't have the internet, guys. And um, anyway, they left the reel in the goddamn rental car and they had to go back into like Eugene or something and grab it. So we almost never would have seen this event. It was that close, guys. I don't, I shudder to think of what existence would be like without that. I know, it's amazing, but by chance, you know. And it is really cool, though. I don't know. I think it's, like, just pretty neat to watch that old-ass clip and how big of an event this was and then try to just think about what it would have been like to get almost smacked with some whale blubber, I suppose. On that note, guys, I hope everybody out there has a lovely uh, day or night. And, uh, yeah, like, share, follow, please. And if you want to, subscribe. That'd be great. So, everybody have a good day. Much love, everybody.